Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sorry, are you going to be talking to me and I'm looking over here? Is that, have I got to turn around here like this? I've got complex spinal injuries, you know. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. As always, I am joined in the podcast studio by the one and only Mr. Danny Wall. Here I am. Here he is, and you may have heard a little chuckle from our guest. We are joined by the one and only Jeff Innocent. Hello, thank you. Sorry, the reason I, I laughed is I didn't realise that was the premise of the the podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you can't get to work well, as I I'm said, sorry yeah. I haven't got any of that yeah, well, <laughs> I told you to say that didn't <laughs> I <laughs> and, <laughs> sorry, sorry. and we, we preempted I've come in too high status I really we <laughs> preempted and oh, we were okay. discussing what, what can we talk to Jeff about and we'll, we'll find <laughs> out but first of all okay. what, 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 what have you been up to well, mate have you been Jeff's been award winning no no potentially well, uh, award winning uh, you know there's been a lot of stuff I've been up to recently and one of the things I'm up to is being nominated for the Chortle Best Live Club. Yeah, you know that. Oh, you yeah. know that. How many uh, times nominated? Three times. Three times um, nominated. Can I say I'm mildly embarrassed by the fact that I'm 68 in February that they couldn't find a younger comedian <laughs> to fit this bill. So I don't know. I'm embarrassed by that, to be quite honest. And even one of the other nominees, Ian Stone, is, you know, in his 50s, mid-50s. Yeah. And, and Marcus... Birdman, I think he's in his fifties as well. So, so what does that tell you? It tells you that experience is important in comedy. Yes, that's how, and you never stop learning. Yes, yeah, true. That, if that, you want to, if you yeah, one hundred percent. But but honestly, like hey, you, can I say? And and if the, do you have do you have new comics that listen to you at this yeah, podcast? Yeah. Right, it's, if you want to. So if you're a comedian who describes yourself as someone who's had one hundred and seven gigs, doesn't matter how many gigs you've been doing. It's whether you've been thinking about what you're doing. You could have done mm. 10 gigs, but if you thought about what you're doing, you're going to be more developed than someone who's done 100 gigs. Was that, is that a boring no, thing that's to say? A no, that's, one, that's well, 100%. Stop saying how many gigs you've done, it's meaningless. I mean, there are lots of comedians that have been going a long time that yeah. perhaps aren't particularly sure. great. So, you know, yeah, we don't like to be negative on here, do we, Danny? But so I've been being nominated. Nominated, okay, that's one of the things I've been, uh, been doing. You also, um, let's, let's reel it off. Uh, British Comedian of the Year, 2020... Well, that's true, yes. That was One? 2021, I think. Yes. Who, 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 who was British Comedian of the Year 2022? It, no, because uh, I think what oh. you're alluding to is a different thing. Oh, a different thing. You're, you're alluding to Comics Comic, oh, yeah, which comics, Jeff comics. won in 
No, I don't know 20? if it, it, because it comes in it, November, you see, so it's late in the year. So that's what's throwing us about the year. So in my mind, although I won it 21 November, I'm still sort of part, I'm still it for 22 for a while. And you know when yeah. 22 Someone has just won it in November, didn't they? <laughs> Somebody uh, 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 and a really Tiena. good, and, and a young yeah. act as well yeah. for a change. Dan Tiernan. Yeah. That's it. He's very great, good. Man. You talk very highly of Dan Tiernan, don't you? Oh, I do, yeah. I've seen him a couple of times and I... And I said to everyone, this guy, this is the only guy I've seen. So really. you didn't mind passing the mantle to him? Not at all. And you're right. I, I, I would have inside <laughs> felt away if I'd been handing it over to someone I thought was hack or not very good. But I was very happy oh, good. that he took over. Uh, comics, Comet, when did you win that? That was 2016. 16? Yeah, one of the first ones, because that can't have been going very long. No, no, it's been, it had been going before then. No, it wasn't. But it doesn't matter. It wasn't that long ago in my lifespan anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, great. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm very happy to be an uh, award-winning comic. Jeff, do you remember the last time you were here, um, probably one of the last times you were in the studio slash flat, was during the lockdown and we were doing uh, Zoom gigs. Do you oh, remember? and I got cut off. And you got cut off. Do you remember <laughs> that? Oh, man. <laughs> I remember. It was, it was one of your... It was a relation of yours was, or yeah. some connection to yeah. you. And it was a private It was a private office party. Yeah. I was replacing you, Mark. Mm. That's oh, what, so that's this what does got us in the and so, fair enough, oh, I'm yes. not, we are very different. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I'm not really a like for like. Uh, but what happened as soon as I started talking, it didn't take very long. And I know what happened. He panicked. He yeah. heard words like black, yeah. racism, Lesbian. things like that. Never really put them in the context of the sentence. And um, I thought there'd been something wrong with the technology, but he knew straight away. Danny knew straight away. It wasn't the same. He went, I think you've been cut off, mate. Yeah. But this comes up on the talked. It was the line that got you cut off, Jeff, was when you said, you're talking about the toolbox. Basically, the joke is... I think it's a really good joke. Obviously, I do. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. But it's a joke about... Uh, my buying my son a a Bob the Builder set when he was young before I knew he was gay but the signs were there and he ignored all the tools but he saw the yellow construction helmet put it on his head started dancing right so, it's so that's silly. enough for the podcast uh, yeah. that's the end of the episode <laughs> I'm afraid um. then, <laughs> but then I go uh, you might like to know I kept all the tools from the Bob the Builder set just in case I have a lesbian daughter at some point. And then the screen went black. And that's it, yeah. So, um, yeah, you know. It's human resources, isn't it? Get but then really I check my phone. Things. But because I've been using my phone, I think, to time Jeff, that, then I realised I had loads of messages. And the messages were like, get him to stop. <laughs> Do you know, I, I, there might be a naivety about me as well, uh, but it, uh, this is going to bring me back to what happened at the weekend. I get myself into scrapes and mm. incidents where sometimes I walk away going, I could have handled that better. And other times I walk away going, what, what did I do there? The, the, am I in the wrong there? And uh, which leads me to what happened at the weekend. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. And I can't mention the comedy club. And I, I don't want to glamorise this for you two lads, yeah. <laughs> but, but because I don't know if this is going to go any further like on, on their behalf, but it's a particular comedy club. I always have a problem with the bouncers and it. It occurred to me when I was thinking about it today, almost every club I play at has a bouncer. Mm. Uh, maybe every single club. But it's never an issue. It's never a problem. But at this particular venue, because it's a complex of different venues, so the bouncer's not tied to the comedy club, they're tied to the overall complex of other venues. So they're different, they're not there all the time, it's mm. inconsistent. And the comedy club haven't developed a proper relationship 
with security, whereby when we turn up, there's a consistency. Mm. Either they have a guest list with our names on or whatever. So you never know what it's going to be this time. Uh, and I turned up, got to the door, and I've got a kick scooter, everyone, who's listening, like a fold-up. It's, like it's like a skateboard, scooter skateboard, yeah. right? Turn up at the door, folded my scooter up, stood up, and his opening words were, you're not bringing that in here. So it didn't get off to a good start. <laughs> it got your back up straight yeah, away. Yeah, it did straight away. And then it got worse, and this is to do with one of my disabilities, and anyone out there who's deaf, well, you know. <laughs> Why listen to a podcast? Yeah, if you get someone to tell you what this podcast was all about. <laughs> when you're deaf and you haven't got your hearing aids in, you need to look at the eyes of the person you're speaking to. So the guy has gone, you're not bringing that scooter in here, and turned away and started looking at the people behind me. There was not even room for negotiation or for me to declare, no, hold on a minute, mate, I'm one of the comedians. As I'm trying to do that, I'm saying, excuse me, can you look at me? I can't. I need to look at you when I speak to you. He dismissed me, looked away and started dealing with the people behind me. So that that's a double backup now. Yeah. So I'm thinking... And also, you don't want that in front of other well, they punters. Could, they, could be, they could be the audience, Yeah, they? exactly. Mm. So I thought... And I was a little bit late. I'd already had the phone call going, Jeff, uh, where are you? Where are you? So I, I thought, I can't hang about for you to be ignorant. Mm. What it was is he wasn't very experienced. I could tell he didn't have charm, he didn't have communication skills. Otherwise, it would have just gone very smoothly. So he's looked away now as if to say, well, you can piss off, mate. I'm mm. dealing with these people now. And I thought, well, I'm going to work here. So I went to go past him and he grabbed my arm and that was it. Yeah. Uh-oh. Now, the thing is, the thing is, is the problem, is one of the problems, right? If you've done martial arts all your life. I have. The, one of the great things about it is you stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. You can see trouble kicking off. You can stay away. You're confident enough to not get involved. However... If you get grabbed, I mean, you, 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 you know, I've got half a dozen moves for someone grabbing my arm mm. on the left, on the right, in front, behind, and I'm not, I'm, I can't just let that go. So you go into a sort of muscle memory. So straight away now, I'm getting him off me, and that's, it kicks off, and it turns into a tussle going <laughs> down, going down the, the passageway into the venue from the door. Wow. You know, and, and uh, you know, we're kicking and grabbing and, and elbowing and, and doing all, you know, Flipping everything I've got in my repertoire. However, I have to say, and I hope this doesn't glamorise it, I thought I was in slow motion. I thought, what is wrong with you, right? right. Now, I forgot, it's been a few years since I've been training properly. When you're training all the time, you're not like that. When you're not training, you forget how much you can lose that zip, you know, that, that snap that you need, that speed. Yeah. So it was almost as if I was fighting in slow motion. And I thought, <laughs> oh, my God, this is terrible. <laughs> However, I was still getting the better of this guy. Yeah. So he was fighting in even slower motion how than me. How old was he? He was younger than me. That's all. I, I don't know how old he was, but yeah. he was younger than me. And... Uh, and then I'm, and I'm also trying to hold on to my scooter. So I'm hitting him with my scooter, <laughs> hitting him with the elbow, kneeing him, trying to get every, any move I can think of mm. in my repertoire. Because that's what happens in, 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 in the martial arts I did, Krav Maga. What happens is you have a repertoire. You walk around with a repertoire of moves that you can apply subconsciously to any situation, okay? And, and that's what I was doing. Um, but what happened then is he started going, code red, code red. <laughs> code red. Now I'm getting really embarrassed because I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm 68 in February. How can I be a code red, a 68-year-old man with complex spinal injuries, right, 
And I've got nerve damage in my foot. I've got a thing called foot drop. So I can't even walk properly. I have to use a walking stick. And he's going code red, code red. So they all come running. And I have to say, they all sort of stopped when they saw me because I think they must have thought, well, how is this code red? Yeah. It's an old bloke with a scooter and a sheepskin coat, which did <laughs> slow me down. Now, I did, <laughs> I did reflect the other, uh, yesterday about the sheepskin so coat. Did they say you're barred? I think if cockney, I mean, I tell you, that's, if you ask any football hooligan from the 70s how difficult it must have fought in a, to fight in a sheepskin coat and stack your shoes. But there's a cockney thing there, because sometimes you put a sheepskin coat on, I want to go and rob a building society. Um, <laughs> So, so it was a bit awkward. I'm holding a scooter. I've got a sheepskin coat wow. on. He's trying to grab hold of me. It was one of those fights are never smooth, are they? are always messy. But anyway, they came and surrounded me, and then they said, well, you know, I said, look, he grabbed hold of me, and that's it. Once someone grabs hold of me, I mean, I'm not... What, what, I can't yeah. wait around to see what he's going to do next. Well, so he, he assaulted not, you? He might want it to choke yeah. me out or some yeah. shit, but I can't hmm. stand and wait for that shit. Yeah. So... Then they took me outside and they're all standing, trying to have, you know, in Bouncers, trying to have what I should have done, like trying to talk to you about etiquette and stuff, which was very funny. So I said, look, mate, he grabbed hold of me. That's the end of it. There's no more argument as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So they said, so now the manager of the venue comes out. And here's the problem. He goes, I said, who are you? He goes, I'm the manager. But you're not my manager. Here's, mm. See, here's the problem. There's a conceptual problem with I'm not working for them. I'm not working in their venue. I'm working for a venue within their venue. So it's all a bit... It's a bit tricky. So they said, we're going to look at the video. VAR, they call this, do they? <laughs> Seriously, I had to stand there. I had to stand there while they looked at the I video, wish we had that video to decide whether I'd assorted their member of staff or not. And then they came, and I knew that. They Lucky were you were going it. in slow mo anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been easy for them, wouldn't it? <laughs> and then they said, yeah, you have. I knew they were going to say that. They're always going to support their guy, aren't they? Right. Um, um, and then they said, sorry, you've support, you've assorted our member of staff, so we can't let you in the venue. So that's why I'm not glamorising this or trying to have too much of a laugh out yeah. because I don't know if they're going to take it any further. I don't think they will, mm. but, you, you know, you don't know. So what, what, did you, the, what happened with the gig then? Yeah, well, the then gig? I had to walk away. So the manager of the venues come out and went, look, I, you still haven't sorted out what happens with the bouncers? Oh, well, I thought, sorry, there's a compare filling time while he's waiting. Well, yeah, I might still invoice them because I thought, well, I've turned up. Yeah. Know? And the last time I was there, this is how ridiculous. It's, 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 it's bouncers who have got an ego power trip. The last time I was there, they had a bouncer who wouldn't let me in because it's different every time. Here's the other problem. Unless he'd searched my bag. I said, well, you're not searching my bag mm. because I'm a comedian and I'm doing a job where I don't think I should have to be searched to do my job. Mm. There are other jobs where maybe it would have to be searched. So he said, okay, you can come in as long as you put your bag over there in the office. You see, I'm talking about a little man bag. Yeah. I'm not talking about a rucksack. So what I did is I took all the stuff out of the bag, which was my hearing aids. Here's another age-related <laughs> yeah. shit. Right? Hearing aids, eye drops or whatever. Put them in my pocket and gave him the empty bag. <laughs> And he went and put it in the office. <laughs> that's how ludicrous this whole fucking... Can I swear on it? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. how ludicrous it is. So, <laughs> when, so when was this? This was a different First time. First time, time before. That was a different time, but at the same venue. Yeah. So they didn't have a closing act then for the show? Well, I was the opening. Oh, you opening, right. Yeah, because I was going off to, to another club. So the manager came out and said, oh, look, uh, if, if, you, if you pass the VAR... Uh, you'll have to close. I went, well, I can't close because I'm going to do another yeah. gig. Yeah, yeah. And I said, you still haven't sorted out this relationship with bouncers. Part of the problem, I'm not going to go at you two, 
is <laughs> young, middle-class acts, quite up with this shit. Mm. Whereas I'm... Are you going to no. take that, Mark? Middle class? Well, Yeah, I'm not. Well, I'm as working class oh, as they come, mate. Upper working class. <laughs> upper working class. Yeah, Behave oh, yourself. No. Educated working class. No, but, but what's <laughs> happening is a lot of the young acts, they, they, they're not... I, you know, and it's funny because I... Strangely, I said to someone else when I was telling them a story, I said, look, I wouldn't do it. Ricky Grover wouldn't do it. Craig Campbell wouldn't do it. And he went, well, I think there's a link there between... But really, I think it's a generational thing. I'm not going to have a, I'm not going to be searched to go and be a comedian. No, but I, quite often yeah. I've been asked, and then as soon as you say, oh, no, I'm an act, they yeah. always just let you through. Yeah, because that's usually what happens. But at this place, you never know the what The boat show say. always ask, and then I go, I'm an act, they send me this through. This guy wouldn't even let me... I didn't even get to the point where I could explain to him, he's gone on to the person behind me now. Right. So Correct. I got mugged off by him, basically. So I... But those audiences, that audience that were waiting behind you, they ain't going to be heckling you, are they? No, no, they're not. But but I don't want this to. I don't want you to glamorise no. violence. I I don't, can we get the VAR for the uh, for the pod? <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> we have got VAR. <laughs> yeah. um, so of... so that's what happened. So a lot of things have been happening at the, at the weekend. Yeah, Sorry, before that, um, okay. going to the next gig. What was your adrenaline and your like mood like going you to the next gig? No, I I was a bit pissed <laughs> off. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you're right. Uh, there was a. Uh, I was a bit pissed off. You know what really pissed me off, though? Not so much the, how, what the, how bad my performance was in the fight and how slow right. I was compared to what I thought I'd be able to do in that situation. Yeah. You know, I, I just thought, Jesus. So I thought, I've got to make a decision now to absolutely never go down that road mm. or to get back in the gym and get fit again. Yeah. And that's where it was this morning. Ah. The yeah, there we go. It's become even more dangerous. Because it, I thought, yeah, yeah. That, if that had been a better bouncer, if that had been a better bouncer, I would have come unstuck. Yeah. I know I would have. Can you imagine though, Jeff <laughs> coming up right, on his scooter, on his push scooter in, in his sheepskin sheep coat? coat. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I, you see, I don't know what I don't know what he's seeing. I don't know if he's thinking, "Who's this mad old bloke on a scooter trying to get into the venue?" Right. However. If he'd have let me get, what, what did he, yeah. the fact that he's trying to stomp you from getting in, what do you think I'm going to do? It's not like a terrorist attack, is it? It's not like I've come in with a machete, yeah. come in with a little fold-up scooter. He could have either stood in front of me or let me go in and told the others I'm coming through, an old bloke's just broken through with a scooter. It's just I, I'll be honest, I just saw you outside turn up on your scooter and it was not intimidating. There you go. <laughs> it's very See? friendly. It's a weird thing, is it? It's an odd yeah, well, it's a bit eccentric. Maybe yeah. it's eccentric. During the lockdown, we used to go out on our electric scooters. We did. Must have two of us <laughs> going down we the did. canal path. Oh, we had some great scooters. times, man, but they've made that, they've made that illegal, uh, haven't you, they? Just a couple of things here, Mark. Number one, I wish the podcast was like this more often. <laughs> Num number two, your, your bard joke yep. deserve more. <laughs> your what joke? He went, you're barred. Because you're sheepskin's coat. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You know, you're in the flow, man. I wasn't, just, you're in the flow, mate. I wasn't going to... I'm not, I'm, do you know I'm rubbish on that kind of humour? You yeah. are, yeah, because uh, we spoke I, about this before. I don't get it. No. I don't, I, it takes me ages to work who, it out. Who was I gigging with the other day? A, another really good you. comic doesn't, didn't get, doesn't get the one line. I can't, Even those oh, ones... Because I'm on Facebook sometimes, and, you, and you've got a, a brilliant profile on Facebook. I admire what you've done there, that... 
that, that work ethic and you've got talent as well, so it's a brilliant combination. <laughs> However, I always think, what, 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 what do you get that job? <laughs> so I wonder if it's an age thing. No, I think or, it's a way you're wired thing. I'm just, yeah, I'm not, I'm actually yeah. clever in some ways, but I'm actually quite stupid in a lot of other ways. But, but, well. but I don't think it is clever or stupid. You I think, think it's, it's literally a, how your brain okay. works because you, you're very, your stuff is just. Uh, you're, you're, is raw, raw? I don't know what the best way to describe it. It's just real life, isn't it? Right, the way you, yeah, the way sure, you talk and deliver. Sure. Whereas mine is all made up shit. Of course, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. So, yeah. but I interrupted I interrupted you earlier. You were about to say something about your comedy course. And oh, I... yeah. Uh, on Sunday, because I run a comedy course at Up the Creek. Yeah. It's a six-week Sunday afternoon comedy course for beginners, new acts, or anybody, really, that, that wants to reinvent themselves, reboot, mm. become better than they are I've already. heard a lot of good feedback from people oh, that I'm have really done it. pleased with the feedback, and I really love doing it, and I've really worked hard to make it a thing, you know, that I'm proud of. Mm. And... Um, and I had Luke Tawson comes in. I don't know if you know, know Luke. Luke. He's yeah. a great guy. He comes mm. in on the second week to give them a session on joke writing. Right. Because in a strange way, that's an area that I'm a little bit weak on. Because I'm not, I don't set out to write jokes and try and set out to capture what I'm thinking. This is in, exactly in what we were just saying though, isn't it? There you go. Yeah. So I get Luke in because I don't want them to miss out on, mm. on the mechanics of joke writing. Yeah. And he comes in and it was just so fantastic. And it's just such a, a joy. One of the things I try to teach, and this is to not to give any secrets away, I don't think, is to show, not tell. So very early on when I was doing one of my first courses, um, I had a woman that thought she could get up and go, hello, my name's Sue, I'm an anorexic. So I said, it's much better for you to be an anorexic and talk about other things. Mm. And for us to find out, for it to be revealed in some way that you have an eating disorder rather than flagging it up. Right. Because there's no art in that. Uh, and also audiences can respond negatively once you start flagging up 
disabilities or, or, or things like that. Do, do you get them to do like a showcase as well? Do, like, do you oh, an, I do. And you analyse their performances, do you? Like, so if they do a joke a certain way, will you then say, have you tried it this way? Uh, well, that's, that's during the course, once it gets yeah. to the, once it gets. But I'm more, I mean, I do, I do look at their jokes and say, you know, maybe we can do it that way. But I'm not, I don't really like to hone in too much on their actual material. I do, but more ideologically, what's, on, what's behind the material, what, right. what, what it's suggesting, what it's saying. Um, you know, I'm more interested in trying to show them things about themselves and how they can access material, how they can generate material rather than the mechanics of it, because that tends to, that tends to work itself out, I think. I think if you're too strict about the mechanics, you can end up it being formulaic. So yes, I even quite like it not being quite right, but more natural. How, how did you start, Jeff? What made you sort of do it? I, uh, well, funny, I, I did my first gig over the road from here at the Tom Allen Centre, which is not, you know, only opposite Theatre Royal Stratford. Oh, yeah. It's, it's now an African church, okay. I think. Ah. Um, and... Uh, African churches, eh, man? They're, I mean, I, I've got this joke when I do urban. That's gigs. enough for this podcast. Thank <laughs> okay. you very yeah. much. No, I've um. got a joke about um, how uh, what, the reason there's so many African churches because not well, why English churches are dying out and African churches are are developing is because English churches take about hundred years to build. You know, and whole generations of people who come bricklayers and stonemasons and artisans, whereas. African church, you just find a disused snooker hall, <laughs> go down to B&Q, get a bit of white plastic garden furniture and sanctify the snooker hall and there you are. <laughs> and I do do that in front of a black audience, so it's all okay, That's everyone. Fine, right? Don't that, everyone. Me on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, I digress. I What happened with me is I always thought I could do stand-up comedy. You know, I always thought, even though I'd never done it, I, I'd sometimes seen stand-up comedy before, I can do that, I bet I could do that better than you. So it was something I always knew I could do. I was always someone who liked making people laugh and did it my entire life. Mm. However, I couldn't do it as a job because I didn't think you could do it as a job. And maybe you couldn't do it as a job until the 90s or something mm. properly. Yes. Until genres opened up, a load of chains of clubs. And because I had kids, and it just happened that when I was 40, 41, I'd finished university as a mature student, was in between jobs, genres opened up a lot of clubs. And I thought, right, I can see, now I can see how I could possibly do this. Mm. So I just did a workshop myself oh, cool. with Tony Allen, who was one of the architects of alternative comedy in the late 70s, yeah. over the road from here at the Tom Allen Centre for six weeks. But again, I was the only one that wanted to do it for a living. Mm. I could see... All the other people there, they... And this is fair enough, and I love these people that just want to do the workshop, as if it's Zumba like, or Like pottery. an experience. And I love those people, because mm. those people get so much out of it. And sometimes those people on the showcase are better than the other people. Mm. It's a, just a fantastic experience for them. And I, mean, I get a lot of satisfaction out of those people. It's almost life-changing. And for you to be the, the, the facilitator of that experience is quite a thing mm. that you, makes you feel very happy. But so I took it seriously, and then I, because I was old, like a mature student at college, yeah. took it seriously. And within a year, I was doing the comedy store and all that. Can you remember any of the first bits that you you? Yeah, I was telling someone the other day because a lot of my stuff, <laughs> the sort of uh, mask that I wore, if you like, or the the you know, you're never really yourself. You think it's yourself, but you've got this mask of of being on stage to hide behind. And I, it was all it was all geezery, kind of cockney. It was like whoa. Uh, my my favourite joke. I did. This is the sort of thing I used to do. Uh, 
There's a program called EastEnders, and some years ago there was a storyline with a woman called Saskia, and she got murdered. Someone murdered her with a glass ashtray. Do you remember oh, that? I remember, I remember this. So, Martin Kemp. So, so do you remember? Oh, you know yeah, that storyline, yeah. do you? Um, so I remember going on stage a few times during that period because we used to smoke in those venues, oh, yeah. and there'd be glass ashtrays in venues, and I picked it up and went. Have we forgotten Saskia's death so soon? Because <laughs> <laughs> <Or laughs> also everyone watched these centers back in those days because yeah, they they're only four yeah. channels. Uh, but I used to have jokes like, oh, I hate this venue. They've got plastic glasses here. No good, are they? We you put one of them in someone's face, <laughs> nothing happens. Uh, you know, it's all just nonsense and some terrible, terrible stuff. I've got the video to the So the you play more of a character then as in I think in I was, the... but I didn't realise I was. Right, yeah, We'll have to yeah. get that video digitised. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know if I'm embarrassed. I'll have to have a look at... There's some stuff about it that I really like mm. where I think, wow, because you, you have a rawness when you start. You don't really yeah. know what you're doing, do you? So you have a freedom... Yeah. Where you think, well, and then it takes you years to find that freedom but again. You might be able to use that in your course, really, because you could, you could show the development of, of possibly, an act from possibly, the but first. I don't know. I'll have to have a look at it to see. Yeah, might, might need a bit of an edit, Dan. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, so it was, it was a character, but I didn't think it was a character. It was almost, a, you know, not, not quite a character. It was an aspect. Mm. When, and, and that's the problem with all new acts, really. We don't quite, it's hard to get to yourself. It well, took me ages, yeah. When, yeah. I, um, when I started in uh, 2008, you were wearing kaftans. Well, they weren't a kaftan. A no. kaftan is an Indian oh, shirt. They were more uh, African shirts, really, West African shirts. But what it is is I started wearing... Because I wear those sort of clothes anyway uh, a lot. you know. So I thought, oh, let's start wearing clothes that I wear anyway. And it might be quite an mm. interesting juxtaposition to be a bit of an East End working-class bloke in a, in a sort of ethnic shirt. But uh, what happened, why I stopped doing that is because the... The contrast between me being a bit of an East End geezer and me not actually being like that and being a bit ethical got lost. Right. Because straight away you could see that that's what it was. I, so I lost uh, something by doing there's that. There's no reveal, no surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I suppose and, they had to work out why you were wearing it. So as yeah, long as they weren't. Well, I, I mean, I think, see, I'm terrible. If I, if I wear some clothes and get some jokes out of it, I'll start wearing those clothes to yeah. keep the jokes going. Mm. Uh, but I, I'm not I'm not ruling out wearing those shirts again, and I sometimes do. But I think I've found my. But that is interesting, material-wise, that you are completely froze the whole reaction because they, they they've already got an idea of you as soon as you yeah. walk on, but you're not yeah. revealing. You're not getting that. We think he's this, but oh, he's that. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and in a way, my whole shtick is that, mm. and that got lost as soon as they could see that I. Uh, well, okay, well, you know, I mean, I looked a little bit... I mean, I if I, I can write jokes about clothes, I could write a whole hour show just about what I'm wearing. And I, mm. So I, that's why I tend to uh, latch on the clothes. I mean, I had this... Uh, I, I remember I went for a phase of wearing a denim suit. You know, it's a, quite a trendy <laughs> denim suit. It wasn't. It was before we had the term double denim as, yeah. a, as, a, as a put down. <laughs> um, and uh, I used to wear this suit and uh, I had this joke... And I just thought it was brilliant. And it was, uh, yeah, I know what you're thinking. Looks like, I look like a bouncer at a gay country and western evening. Oi, stand by your man. And that used to get a massive <laughs> love. And I kept that going for years. Yeah. I kept wearing the suit beyond beyond its time just so I could keep doing the joke. So I'm a bit bad like that. You used to, you used to, you used to wear a, a show shirt for a while. I, 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 think it's, I think it's good. Well, you've got to be careful, Monday, though, though, haven't you? You've got to be careful it doesn't become a, a costume. Yeah. I think, and there's a difference. I think there's a difference in wearing what you wear and feeling comfortable and having an image, and yeah. you relying on it as a costume. And I think that's because I, 
I mean, I don't know how long I can keep doing this, this stupid uh, Jimmy Savile joke I do about. The problem is, the longer the longer it goes on, almost the funnier it gets. Uh, <laughs> right, it's sort of working against me. But yeah, so I'm I, yeah, I've been trapped in in outfits for a while. With you know. have you ever had because of your like you said, so with that Zoom gig, they had a problem because they sometimes the thing the problem with with some audiences is some people just don't understand comedy. So they will hear something and they will just jump to the wrong conclusion. Yeah. But have you ever had anything live happen like that oh, as yeah. an issue? Yeah, it's top secret. And he won't, Mark won't mind me saying this because he wanted to put it out on the film. But it, oh, I, yes. uh, it was a similar, similar stuff about race. And um, it was downstairs at top secret. And I mean, top secret is, you know, everyone loves playing top secret. And I was downstairs. And it's a young audience, okay? Mm. Young, white, middle class. Um, and, uh, you know, roughly, generally. So I was doing the stuff and a woman put her hand up. And I, you know, that to me is a passive aggressive heckle, isn't it? Because it's the hand up and now I've got to address that. Unless she puts her hand down, I've got to address it. Everyone yeah. can see it. And I was only doing a 10 minute set as well. I remember he said, I've only got 10. I went, I'll do it. I'll take it. I'll take mm. it. And it was the stuff about me looking racist. And she put her hand up and I tried to, I went, yeah, yeah, I'll be over in a minute, you know, trying mm. to be friendly. She kept her hand up. She went, okay, what is it? She went, you're racist. Now, I mean, I'm thinking, okay, you've misinterpreted. So, I'm, so I'm, I went to go, or almost went, look, don't worry. It's all going to work out. It'll all make sense. That's what I was... Mm. But by that time, the audience now are booing this woman. Right. Because you know how audiences turn against people? Yeah, like yeah. That? And I thought, oh, no, no. They've all gone... So, so I carried on and... Uh, but but then then they carried then they carried on. Now the audience are going crazy, and in the end, her and her group got up and left. And the audience are going out, out, out. And I'm not orchestrating this. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want this. I've only got ten minutes. I want to get all my stuff. I don't like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think young acts love stuff like that. But I just no no I want it. So they left, and I thought let's get this show back on the road. I went oh that was a bit weird. I didn't really want to play with it. I might mm. have done years ago, but I wanted to carry on with. Them. I didn't want that to now dominate the rest of my minute, so I wanted to yes. get on with my stuff. Then what happened is one of them had left their coat so oh, they had to no. come back sheepishly <laughs> and pick up. So now the booing started again. <laughs> then they left. And then, you know, towards the end, suddenly they're on the stage. Hey, who are? The, the women are on the stage. One's trying to get the mic, one's trying to get me, one's got a glass of wine. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then someone's trying to drag them off. It all Because you can't. Always see people coming on the stage, can you? Because of the lights. One of them got a scooter. So again, I've gone back into Krav Maga because <laughs> <laughs> you just do, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's muscle not, memory, you just Jeff. Do, well, you someone know, someone you, you, comes onto the stage. Yeah, you've you got crap to suddenly. There, well, you? yeah, yeah. And I thought she was going to chuck the uh, the wine over me. That's what I thought she was going to do. And all I don't know is now the police get called. They've attacked Mark, scratched his face outside. <gasps> The police get called. They want to accuse me of assault. Again, sorry. Sorry, guys. This should sound like some reoccurring story. Um, uh, And uh, the the police looked at the video and went, no, we could arrest you for assaulting him. And and they got taken away to the police station in a van. And Mark phoned me up in the week and said, I want to press charges against these people. Will you back me up as a witness? And I said, "I I can't do it because, you know... You're not a grass. Well, yeah, luckily, basically. Luckily they didn't have VAR. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. So, but they, they, well, we had the video, of course. Oh, we did. Yeah, and the video was, but Mark wanted to put it out on... Socials. But 
if it had been blokes, I would have let him do it because he wanted to put it out as a Jeff Innocent martial arts instruction video. Yeah, that's, but it just doesn't look good. Not, that's no. not a good a visual. Big Sixteen stone old geezer like me, you know, it's not. With spinal it just injuries. Look good. You know, so, yeah. so yeah, I have been attacked. Yeah, bloody hell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> is this an event full? Is this yeah. event? Okay. This is like full circle. This, yeah, this, this is like an Edinburgh show. We've got a full circle. <laughs> We've got a full circle you know what? there. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think that's what might be my Edinburgh show. I, yeah. I could I could I have handled that better? You know, I, yeah. So much of my life, I've walked away thinking. Well, we were sitting outside um, during the lockdown. We had, went and got a coffee, and we were sitting on Stratford High Street. And you pointed over at a building and you went, that used to be a snooker hall. Oh, where well, I lost my teeth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, this is, I don't know. I mean, now, now I don't want people to listen to this to think it's all about that. Um, it, I used to be, look, you know, I came from around here, Canning Town and all that. And uh, unfortunately, I got involved in a big gang fight in that snooker hall and someone. Did me with a snooker ball and a sock. Snooker ball and a sock. The, oh. in, the, in the mouth, knocked out a load of teeth. Yeah. So I've had a bridge there all my adult life. Were you blackballed after that? Ooh, see, so, I've got that did one. Did you get that one, Jeff? I've got that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should definitely do a show uh, all about this sort of... But I don't want it to be lingering on, but I certainly walk away but, from incidents. But I think from I think. a reflective yes. point of view, you're not glamorising yeah. it then. No, you, you're, no. You're, you're trying to think, you know, what's the best... And, and, and also all my life, you know, social life, romantic life, you know, mm. I look back and think... Because I always, you know... My mum has just always used to say he's just got in with the wrong crowd, and to some extent she's right. But I must have some bear some responsibility for my mistakes mm. as well. Right, and I haven't always made good decisions. Um, I, 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 I'd, I'd like to watch that show. Yeah, there we you go. Think there's something in that. I think so. Could this be the, the the place where I came up with an idea? I think so. Okay. Got Wouldn't it. be the first time. We've got the evidence. We've got the VAR or the audio version. Yeah, you can listen to this back. There we go. Okay. This is it. Inadmissible in court, where hopefully. Magic, where the magic started. But that, I mean, we've done over time. That is the end of the episode. Sorry, that, no, no, no. It's, it's really about me, though, I'm sorry. That's the point. Yeah, oh, that's, okay. that's why you're here, Jeff. Um, <laughs> but, Jeff, tell us, um, how can people like, find uh, yeah, out about well, your course? If you go to um, uh, innocentacademy.com or go onto my website, jeffinnocent.com, there'll be details there and there'll be an email address if you've got f- further questions. But it... I more or less do about four a year at Up the Creek on Sunday afternoons, which is in Greenwich. And it's it's just such a lovely experience for, yeah. for everybody. And so, yeah, please, if you're Brilliant. interested in, in getting better, starting out, please get in touch. Lovely stuff. Perfect. Excellent. Thanks very much, guys. Go get signed up. Danny, Thanks for the ad as well. Danny, uh, where's your, how can people get hold of you? Danny Ward Comedian across all the social platforms. And with me at, at Jokes with Mark. And if you want to see us on tour from the end of April, go to marksimmons.co.uk. Um, anything more from you, Danny? Nothing more from me, Mark. Anything more from you, Mark? Nothing more from me, Danny. Hashtag Awuga, everybody. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 